0: Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a Smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a Smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business in different parts of that business, it could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations. Many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end solution. Business process for systems integrators. So, thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smart podcast, our guest is Jason Sayin. Jason is the founder of I Am Sayin. Please welcome Jason Sayin. Well, hi, Smart Thanks for joining the Smart Brewer Podcast. I'm Tom Coffin, and we are lucky enough today to have Jason Sayin with us. Everybody say hello to Jason. Hey, Jason. Good to see you. We're going to talk about uh, – well, Jason's mostly going to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to ask him hopefully some really great questions. We'll, proof will be in the pudding on that one, right? Um, so we're going to talk about increasing retention. Uh, of employees and uh and how the onboarding process really affects that. And so when after I read Jason's uh blog uh that came out this week, the Smartpreneur blog uh that Jason wrote about this subject, after I read that, I was thinking about, well, you know, it relates to my business as well. You know, we of course here at Simply Reliable and we're we try not to do a commercial for Simply Reliable while we're here. But uh uh you know onboarding is uh is always uh, a a big topic of conversation uh because people learn in different ways so uh it, in the early days you had manuals and stuff like that uh you have live trainings uh you have uh, uh videos you have uh, uh, webinars you know those, those type of things Similar to the podcast situation, right so with podcasts we've got we 've got video on podcast, or you can just listen to it as an audio podcast, you can read the blog uh, so there 's different just different ways of doing things so jason 's written a really great blog uh, about retaining employees uh, by really being focused on how you onboard them and one of the things I thought was most interesting was uh, was really talking about the four different learning styles that people have so jason could you maybe dive into that a little bit yeah absolutely Um,
1: you know i first came across the different types of learning styles when i became a certified outreach instructor for cedia so i've taught numerous classes to architects and designers and that class was developed to teach instructors how the four learning styles um you know tie into adult learning and that everybody you know just like you said we all learn differently and you know I'm not going to go too far into detail but in that class we talk about how you can adapt your presentation to tap into all their learning styles so that you connect with everyone right if you just stand up and do an amazing presentation people are going to think you're smart you know your subject <clears throat> material but you then we may not connect with them at that level so i was really fascinated and i did some further research on the learning styles and you know, you could really tie that into how you onboard an employee. So the example I'd like to use is an integrator might hire a PM who is very experienced at being a PM, but there's no training that shows them how to be a PM in your company. You just expect them to know what to do. And of course the core of what they do as a PM is probably the same from company to company, but there are little nuances and differences. And a lot of times when you bring in employees and you don't train them properly, It might leave in six to eight months. And there's some statistics on how much that actually costs people. And it's, it's a lot more than what you realize, but if you can adapt the four learning styles into your onboarding program, you're going to have a lot higher retention rate and a lot and happier employees.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Is there any one particular style that uh, sticks out that, that more people relate to than the, than the others?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I didn't, I didn't know this was the one when I first started learning about it. Um, so the four learning styles are reading and writing. Those are the same, auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. Kinesthetic is hands-on. I've always been a hands-on learner. I'd have to take things apart in order to really understand how they work. But visual is the big one. So 65% of adults are visual learners. And it makes sense, you know, if you look at infographic charts, like on a plane in the backseat of the pocket, there's a visual graphic, you instantly understand what they're trying to explain to you. And that's something I use in my own business with the products that I deliver, I focus on visual because I feel people get it much faster. But even though that's the big one, again, if you incorporate all four, you're gonna have a much better chance at connecting with that new employee or existing employee and helping them understand what their job is.
0: Makes sense. I, I I recall the old uh, the old saying. I, uh, you know, I hear, I forget. I see, I remember. I do, I, I do, and I understand. Right. Yeah. So have you uh, have you been through any uh, any trainings recently that uh, that have kind of really proven this uh, this technique, so to speak, of uh, of how to how the hands on makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. And, you know, so over the last two years, there's two trainings that stick out and I didn't really realize how they tied in all the learning styles till afterwards, because I felt so confident in the training I received. So one of them was my PADI open water diver certification. So, you know, being able to go scuba diving, that's that's a pretty big deal. But they use a mix of all the learning styles. You do some online learning before you actually go uh, to the pool. Then you do some stuff in the pool and then you do an open water dive so it's mixing all the different elements and you know afterwards i felt pretty confident actually went on the dive you know a couple weeks later without an instructor and Mm -hmm. so again if you think of if that class was taught with like one or two learning styles um, not only would it be a safety hazard but people wouldn't feel very confident to go scuba diving Uh, and then there's a a manufactured product training i went through recently and i've been through Numerous product trainings over the years, I've given some and half the time they're just PowerPoints or, you know, online learning modules and this was a mix of all of them. And again, after finishing the, the course, um, I felt very confident understanding the product, knowing what made it better, how to set it up. I mean, it was a combination of sales and installation training, but again, it tied back to them incorporating all the different learning styles.
0: Right, right. Um- you know, in this blog, you uh, you you kind of start off talking about uh, structuring the on, onboarding process and and some of the different ideas about how that might look. Uh, thinking about our integrators uh, or other smartpreneurs that are out there listening to this, you you want to kind of walk down that as to how you might get prepared for for, uh, for onboarding folks.
1: Yeah, and I I. I... I get a little bit more tactical about this in another blog, but, you know, simple things like having an org chart for your company. Don't, you know, don't just assume they know who's doing what within the company, even if you're giving them, you know, the office tour, so to speak, but some sort of an org chart or they call an EOS accountability chart. So it explains who's involved Um, and then having some visual flow charts, right, showing them visually how things work in given areas. Maybe it's an overview of the company, so they understand how a project flows through the company, or maybe it's a specific area related to their role. But again, playing, tying into those different types of um, learning styles, Um, you know, and, and creating a basic outline for an employee onboarding, you know, introducing them to the team, mapping out what their first couple of weeks looks like, and just putting some structure to it versus, you know, what I hear a lot is, well, they're just gonna go job shadow for a month. And, you know that means they're figuring it out on their own
0: yeah yeah how many companies do you run across that that actually have a uh a manual or a you know a written out process for this have you seen much of that in our industry
1: i would say if i had you know if i looked at the last 20 companies i talked to it's probably 50 50 it might even be you know, more like 70-30, meaning 70% don't. A lot of people don't think about building that type of documentation until they get really big, you know, like a certain size. But it can benefit even small companies um, because then it's easier to uptake when you get bigger. If you don't take it on to your, you know, $5, $10 million company, it's much harder to then start to document all those different areas of your business.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest challenges that that uh, that I hear every day from talking to uh, to integrators is is just finding more people you know finding someone that want a wants to work uh, B is uh, is developable, developable I guess that's a word um, and uh, and they and a lot of them you know you, you need that to expand your business because you, you, you can keep selling and keep selling and keep selling but if you can't install the stuff you can't finish the finish the job right? So this right. onboarding seems like it would be uh, a very, very important, probably more important today than maybe it's ever been, is to really have that process as to how to do that so that you can replicate, replicate, replicate.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 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 really important. Again, there's a I know there's a stat that outs there, but it's tens of thousands of dollars for the cost of you know, hiring and training in new employees or the opportunity cost that happens if they only stay on board for about six months. So it's definitely worth making the time to put in the work to develop something like this.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Well, Jason, that was great. Uh, Smart Paneuers, I hope you enjoyed the, this week's podcast with Jason saying, And we'll have Jason back again, I'm sure. Um, if you need any help onboarding or, or, or planning some of these things out, Uh, A lot of uh, a lot of Jason's time is uh, spent in his company, I am saying, and his mission out there is to assist uh, businesses into growing and uh, putting process in place and and things like that. So I imagine, Jason, that there's probably more than a couple of these folks that would maybe like to get a hold of you and have a further, deeper conversation. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure.
1: Uh, just head on over to com and click on the Contact Us. Drop me an email and we can set up a Zoom call. Awesome.
0: All right, Smartpreneurs, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you again next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast. And you can always, of course, catch up on the Smartpreneur blogs. And uh, say thank you to Jason Sagan. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Tom. All right. Have a great day.